Hello and welcome to a podcast, not. Uh, my name is Christian. Back here again with my co-host, Reese. How's it going, man? Not too bad, Christian. How are you? I, I really you? I feel like I should have done a bit more of an accent there. Mm. But I think I, think, I guess it I worked. thought you were going to do it, but it, it, it works. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought you would have forgotten, so I just decided to do it without telling you. Kind of did. Yeah. yeah. So we're back again. There's been a lot going on this week, a lot more than there was last week, which means that maybe we won't, we won't get as in-depth as we did last week, but still going to be a lot of really good discussion on a whole bunch of topics that have been really prominent this week. But we're going to start off with something a bit more light, um, something that we talked about on the first week. We're going to talk some more Mayweather versus McGregor. That's right. I forgot we were talking about this first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... There's been a lot that's gone on this week, a lot of drama. Uh, the first thing that really started coming around was Floyd Mayweather coming out with an Instagram post of the saying that, well, maybe that too, <laughs> but came in, coming out and saying that he was going to be fighting in eight ounce gloves. Now, when this first came out and you sent this to me, I immediately thought it was all crap because it's just him talking shit again. And in my mind, it's too late. And also, the rules set by the Nevada State Athletic Commission say that for the weight class that they are fighting at, they can't do eight-ounce gloves. It has to be 10, supposedly. But Mayweather's applied to the commission for this. Look, as you said, it's not going to matter. Like, I I mean, really, you you, you said this. You were punching a wall. Like, you were punching a wall with, with your gloves on yeah. and it's not it's really not going to matter I mean everything that goes in McGregor's favour like it, you know this is going to work in McGregor's favour arguably I mean does yeah. this make um, Floyd quicker though? Uh, I don't know about quicker they're not exactly heavy yeah it's two ounces but it's going to you know what I mean like because everyone's going oh this works in McGregor's favour it's like why doesn't it work in Mayweather's favour for this one because now the world's fastest boxer is now Slightly faster. I get, you know, I like, get that part, but I also um, get the fact that because he's the world's most defensive boxer and the best at it, mm. um, he's used to covering up with bigger gloves and there being less mm. space, yeah, less room I for the punches to come well. through. So I guess that's why people are saying it's in McGregor's favor. Also, he's used to fighting in smaller gloves. Um, yeah, McGregor's used to fighting smaller time, gloves. They spar in 10 ounce gloves, so he's, yeah. he's not really used to 8 ounce gloves. Yeah. That's, so, that, that, is, that is true. I mean, it's funny that he's come out and done this, though, because I didn't think that McGregor was in his head at all. And I think that if he's changing up his lead up, he's, you know, if he's changing up his usual formula for his fights, I think that kind of makes you think, is McGregor in his head? Like, I have a feeling that it could be it because I feel like some of the stuff that Connor was saying on the press tour, stuff like... You know, when Floyd was saying, I'll do it in an octagon, I'll do it, and Connor's just straight away, stop talking shit. Yeah. You've already gone through this negotiation. Yeah. You didn't want this. You didn't want this. You didn't want this. And I feel like maybe Mayweather's gone, ah, oh, this has gone under my skin. Like, I, why should I care this much? All the pressure's on him. I mean, we, we, we said this before. I think we said this before. All the pressure's on Mayweather because not only does he have to beat McGregor, but he's mm-hmm. got to beat him. He's got to really convincingly beat yeah. him. Because if he doesn't, then it's a win for McGregor. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's just all pressure on Mayweather. 
And that's your best kind of argument for something could go wrong here and he could slip up, he could get tagged, and then mm-hmm. maybe some sort of cracks come out in, in his defense. Um, and with- honest, honestly, I think that he's already started to come out um, when he's been talking and like kind of setting up excuses for if he loses, saying, yeah. I'm not the same boxer I was five years ago. I'm not the same boxer I was two years ago. Yeah, that was interesting that he come out like that. I, 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 last thing, last week, well, the week before, we forgot to mention... He is a convicted, convicted woman, woman beater, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah convicted. Yeah, yeah. So we should kind of like we should throw that in there all the time because I don't really like letting males get away with no, like forgetting that. All, you know what I mean? All. So he's a little bitch that fought, like punched his wife. So yeah. let's um let's just keep throwing that back in the mix. Yeah. I want I wanted to really feel that pressure of um. Well, what pressure from us? But, you know, I don't yeah. want people to forget that this guy is a douche. So, yeah. Because exactly I think for a while that. there, I started to respect him a little bit more. I was like, nah, he's a douche, man. He's a douche. It's like, yeah, fights really, you know, whatever. If you want to say that he fights well defensively, I think it's boring. It's the typical it's kind of. Boring. It's the same as a Tyrone Woodley fight, man. Exactly. Oh. And that, you know, um, Floyd was actually asked a while ago, mm. he was asked. Out of all the MMA fighters, who's your favorite? Who do, who's your favorite? Who do you respect the most? Guess who he said? Yeah, Mr. Tyrone Woodley. And that's not that's not surprising <laughs> because they're both pretty much just carbon copies of each other in exactly. different sports. Yeah. So, um, so that's not the only thing that happened in the Mayweather McGregor saga this week. This happened more on the McGregor side, well, completely on the McGregor side. Um, so, if you don't know, if you listened a couple of weeks ago, you would have known that Paulie Malinaji has been in the McGregor camp. I think you pronounced um, his name right. That's Malinaji. Yeah, I've been listening to enough. Well done. Finally get it. I'm not going to even try it. <laughs> so he's been in there. He's sparred with Connor twice. Um, and then yesterday he went on a bit of a Twitter tirade. I wasn't um, happy. Going after McGregor, going after his team for some leaked photos that came out, some rumors going around that Connor had knocked him down, maybe knocked him out in sparring. Um, I don't think that's true. He may have knocked him down. The photo that came out does look pretty convincing. Could have pushed him. As he's, he's saying, he's like saying it's, a, pushed, it's a push down. I see like the picture and McGregor's mm. pretty far away from him for it to be a push. Kind of, he could have pushed him and tripped, man. That's one of those things like could have pushed him and tripped. Exactly. He could have been, I don't know, anything could happen. Yeah. So because of this, Malinaji has decided to leave Connor's camp. Really he, was upset. Meant to, he was meant to be there up until fight week. Um, he had been on multiple shows saying that he was going to um, not be going back to New York to work with Showtime until fight week and that he was just going to be in Vegas. So a pretty big blow for the McGregor training camp, I think. I think who else he's has he got to... that. Yeah, well, how, who's he got in there now to, to I think he's against? got another pro in there and an amateur mm. guy. Mm. And then he's just got uh, Artem, okay. um, who's just an MMA guy who basically is just there for him to... To rag on, yeah, <laughs> to, to beat up, pretty much. And to pay you a lot of money to beat you up. You know what? Everybody's made fun of Connor for having Artem as his main sparring partner for a long time because he's such so low in the rankings. Yeah, it's worked so far. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just gives him like a crazy amount of confidence. You know, I'm just gonna go in there and just tag this guy that's like half my uh, my skill set. Yeah. But, right. uh, Anyway, we did uh, we did hear that supposedly McGregor's doing half decent. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast called The MMA Beat uh, yesterday and Ariel Hawani was talking about how he'd reached out to multiple sources. And, and he's pretty good at getting some info. He's, he's kind of the dude. He's probably the best, he's the best MMA journalist there is at the moment, I think. Yeah. Um, and the sources came back to him and said, not only are McGregor's camp surprised at how well Connor's doing, 
but when Paulie came in, he was really surprised at how mm. well he was doing and how he could hold his own. I think I think the the issue is with all those people is they really thought that McGregor wasn't going to have anything. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's coming. It's kind of like coming from zero. So I mean, my expectations for the dude was he's not going to get involved in anything where he's not going to at least be competitive. Yeah. I where agree. I think the other guys probably just thought this dude's not even going to be competitive. Yeah. But they yeah. just don't understand that he's got a serious work ethic. So massive. I would say, you know, like six months for Connor is like two years for anyone else because <laughs> yeah, that, that's I'd how much that. effort he puts in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and he's yeah, that yeah. involved in it. Whereas you've got other fighters and other people out there who kind of semi get involved in something they're doing. Whereas Connor just lives and breathes it, man. Yeah, so I agree. It's kind of. So hopefully we see. Look, I just want to see an interesting fight. Me too. Yeah. And there is the fear that this is just another Floyd Con job and that he's just yeah. going to dance around for the whole 12 rounds and it's going to be another Pacquiao situation. That was um, I think the fact that Connor is the fighter means that that won't happen at least for half the fight. Look, I think he's I think his card is going to be fine. I think his card is going to be I think his card is going to be yeah. ridiculous. So I think I think he'll run all the, like if he's chasing him for the first 3 to 5, if he's like mm-hmm. on him on his toes for the 3 to 5, he, and then he'll be on his toes for the full 12. Well, even Malinaji came out after that second sparring session and said that Connor was like was beating him in rounds 11 and 12. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's not really surprising to me the fact that he's being able to go the distance. As I said, he's 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 now living and breathing this fight, you know, and he has yeah. for how long now? Like he he, he finished Alvarez and just went into training, That was in right? November, yeah. Yeah. Like and you know, so he's just been behind the scenes doing his thing, so yeah. Not surprising. Um no, not at all. I, I keep saying I, I really think he can do it. I think there's a very, very good chance that he can knock Floyd out. And uh, especially if they get down to those eight-ounce gloves, that gives him even a little bit more of a chance, I think. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a hard one. We're going to know within probably about a minute of this fight. It's gonna be, I reckon it's going to be yeah. pretty quick. Like they'll, not, not, not in the sense that like anything can happen, but if it's just miles apart, it's going to be really apparent. Yeah, like if you know? in the first minute, Floyd's just dancing around him. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. a very obvious. You, you, you will be in for a long 12 rounds. Yeah. So that's all the updates we've got on that for now. Fight's only a couple of weeks away. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more drama going on over the next day couple off, of weeks. I'm so keen for this. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. So moving on from that, there's been some massive YouTube drama going on this week with Jordan B. Peterson. Um, for those who don't know, a very well-respected professor from Canada who um, has really been the poster child, I guess, not child because he's very old, but <laughs> poster man, poster child, whatever you want to say. For Spearhead. Let's go with the spearhead. Spearhead is a good one. Spearhead of the, the, anti, uh, the anti-progressive... Um, Movement. Movement in, in Canada, yeah. So basically, basically known for being the guy that came out and said, I'm not going to use your... Tr- Gender pronouns. Yeah, well, he, he pretty much came to notoriety because he created a YouTube video one night which pretty much spoke about this new law in Canada which makes it illegal to not use the right pronoun mm-hmm. um, when you're addressing someone, so he or she, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he broke down exactly what this meant in a larger sense for government power, yep. um, for controlling um, people's, you know, it's, it's a control on freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah um, it is. And, and he broke this all down and it was like overnight. He was he's even said himself, he's like, I can't believe how much of an impact it had. But pretty much Jordan Peterson is a world-renowned psychologist who he started to get into the political sphere 
because he's able to break down social, cultural, and political issues and get it down to a psychological level of, you know, dissecting the reasons behind the psyche, you know, the motivations, uh, the vices and virtues of uh, human traits and what makes them be a liberal, for example, or, you know, be a conservative or why does why is one predisposed to this or why are these, you know, tw- early 20-year-olds who live in mum and dad's basement so virulent and so unbelievably hysterical over something like Trump and... I, I listen to him because he's he's that interesting. But this, yeah. I mean, he he dissects Bible stories, and it's just it's so interesting to hear someone who isn't necessarily um, a religious person break them all down. But so the guy is just in essence a psychologist. It's not as yeah. if he's this this, and he's kind of I've heard him talk about it before, and he's had he has progressive and leftist views. So does, it's not yeah. as if he's you know, um, and. So what's happened to him this week is that he went to log on to his YouTube account to post another video and found himself locked out and unable to access his account. He then went on to his Gmail, one that he's had for, he said, years and years and years, has like thousands and thousands and thousands of emails on there from very important people and he was also locked out of the Gmail. And so he sends them an email saying, I've been locked out, you know, what's going on? And they turn around and said, after review, your account is not eligible to be reinstated due to all violations of our terms of service. So they provide no details about the terms of service or anything. Um, And after getting in contact with a few of his media-friendly outlets... Yeah, uh, he, he... was able specifically to get tagged, yeah. Specifically tagged Crowder, Rogan? Um, Ruben, Rogan, yeah, yeah. Those um, guys. And then all of a sudden, it gets reinstated. So what he's kind of said is, in you know, how could it not be um, politically motivated when yep. they've given absolutely no reason? It just doesn't seem like if it was a technical error, it'd come back up really quickly. It would, yeah. But this just plays into what we know has been occurring for a long time with other people that we listen to and watch, which is. Censorship of of right outside wing. voices. It's yeah, and it's. I mean, I'm surprised Ruben hasn't copped it because he, yeah. he's a, he's um he's a it's, liberal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what they're now doing, what YouTube and Google are now doing, is because they have left leaning um, boards or directors, they're starting to censor people on the right because they can't beat them in the argument. So what they're trying to do yeah. is just remove them. So they've even led on now. So. Originally, where it all began was Milo getting deleted from Twitter yep. um, from, from something just completely innocuous. Uh, and then you had um, Crowder having lots of issues with monetizations with his videos. Um, and he's been quite open about that. Um, Very, he, was, like, he was the first one that came out and made me aware of this issue. Yeah, and he went hard at them. He actually took them legally to, court, yeah. Yeah, to see, see what, the, what he could do. Now... YouTube's come up with this great new little policy which is going to save their their asses, which is if it doesn't violate their terms and principles, they've said now that YouTube has decided to flag videos um, that don't break policy but still contain, quote, controversial religious or supremacist content. So the video... If it contains that, will be put in a, put in a limited state. So it will the video will not be allowed to be recommended or monetized. Mm-hmm. It also won't include suggested videos or allow comments or likes. So in other words, it falls off the pla- face of the planet. Yep. And who's going to make these decisions? Um, whoever. I mean, yeah. I mean, whoever comes across the video and goes, "Nah, it doesn't agree with me." I'm well, gonna it's, it's going to be their own 
their own um, content you know, yeah, yeah, viewers. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah sure. And so, like, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. But when they have pretty much the corner, like they've cornered the market, like you're not yeah. going to go anywhere else for your videos, really. Yeah, and the but thing is... But we can is, go elsewhere, so start looking at maybe Gab AI and it was Mines as well. Mines, Mines is another yeah. one. So move, start moving over there. Yeah, of- um, and it's been really funny because as someone who uses YouTube regularly, um, as I do, it's really funny, this situation that's going on with YouTube right now where all the advertisers are pulling out mm. and YouTube are going... Oh, I wonder why this is happening. Why can't we pay our, you know, creators? And it's because they're censoring voices. Well, they'll go down with the ship, man. Yeah, Twitter's going down. With, Twitter is going down with the ship, and it's it's like they're so completely ignorant. They're either they're either just willing to just go down with their perceived. Um, um, you know their perceived moral stance. Yeah, they're willing to either just go down with the ship, or they're just so arrogant about it they just don't care. You know, like they just don't. I, th- I feel like that's it. I feel like it's that they don't care. I feel yeah. like they saw what Zuckerberg was doing with Facebook. Yeah, um, how he was censoring things and yeah. just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, so Facebook's caught been caught a few times controlling their trending se- section. So well, and so same with YouTube, same with Twitter. I mean, let me see what's on trending. On yeah. YouTube right now. Well, I I, did, I read an article just before that was saying that there there are leftists out there who are pressuring YouTube to actually take down these these videos because they don't yeah. want money going into uh, like opposing side the opposing side. So that's yeah. why YouTube's doing it as well because they're under the pressure from the opposing political argument. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't it's know. Nice it, to me. it just t- ties in, and it's typical of what we see where they can't win the debate, so they will just restrict the freedom of speech. And the thing is, they make this argument of, oh, hate speech isn't freedom of speech, but define hate speech. Yeah, what exactly parameters right. are you going to give to it? Hate speech is not a thing. Because it just comes to... Look, it is a thing in the sense that you you do have people that go off on, on, on tangents and spread hate and talk about... Unsubstantiated yeah, claims. Yeah, but the issue comes down to they can't define it. So what they'll do is they'll just flag and destroy anything that doesn't agree with their viewpoint, which isn't hate yeah. speech. You know, it's not yeah, hate speech yeah. to disagree with someone. It's hate speech to actually, you know, get on 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 camera and just say you know that you yeah. hate some specific group for whatever reason. Yeah, and just, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, well, even going through the trending stuff on YouTube right now, you've got Seth Meyers criticizing Trump. You've got Colbert singing goodbye to the mooch. You've got John Oliver talking about Scaramucci. It's just always, all these yeah. late night talk show hosts. Well, they're setting it up to for act Red. like they know anything about politics. They're setting it up for YouTube Red, and all those channels that you were just speaking about yeah. are going to be part of YouTube Red. Yeah. See, yeah. so it's they're already setting up for it. But um, I mean, as I said, this is what we this is what we have come to expect. This is what we've been saying. We've known for a long time, and hopefully, people start to realize that. This has been going on for a very long time. Everyone turns around and says, oh, well, there's Fox News or there's in Australia, there's the Daily Telegraph and the right wing controls the media. They don't. They don't they at don't all. They don't at all. Not at all. They have maybe one outlet that is openly if biased that, on the right. If that. And like you, the, people always put forward Fox News, but even they're not completely right. Well, they've got a right wing bias. Honestly, they, they do. do. They do. But everyone knows it. Whereas you've got MSNBC, ABC. You may, I mean, out over here, ABC is meant to be an impartial. Yeah. And it's not. It's so None far left. Are. None of them are. Um, so it's something that we've just come to expect. And I'm sick of kind of arguing with people about this. We talk about how supposedly the right has control. It's, it's all coming out now that 
the media have been in bed with the left for that long. And mm-hmm. it, it's coming around where we're seeing the next generation of kids um, who are far more conservative, which is so interesting because... So, so great to see, I think. Yeah. And look, it's, it's, like, it's like the alternative culture. It's the counterculture has now become conservatism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hilarious. And it's about time. Um, so hopefully the right doesn't fall prey to the same to the same kind of um, issues here where yeah. hopefully the, the right doesn't get involved with the media. Um, I don't think they will because mm-hmm. it's, it's much more fact, fact-based and we're all about just getting the logic out of it, hopefully. I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, just read the facts. Let's see what we can actually deduce from it and let's take away those leftist bias or the right-wing bias because, man, like, for example, Paul Joseph Watson... I think his videos are hilarious sometimes, but then, man, some of his articles I read through, I've read through before, yeah. I've followed the articles, yeah. right? Because they'll be like this source and they're just laid nowhere. And yeah. it's the same yeah. as what, I it's, mean- And I, I feel like that's a lot to do with him being part of InfoWars. Yeah, well, you do you do sometimes think, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, you see that by like Snopes on the left. Like PJW is like, it is, you know, alternative kind of, not not this supposedly, you know- um, trusted media outlet. Yeah. But you've got your mainstream leftist outlets who will just, they'll just quote each other to find a source. They will. And th- there's like different media outlets. Like you see one like CNN where they go, we're completely unbiased. But then it's very obvious that they are biased. It's t- there's one thing that I do respect msnbc for and it's that they're very open we are left-wing biased. we're lefties yeah well i guess that's the only thing you can you can give them and that's the same thing with fox i don't mind watching or listening to someone if they're like yeah i'm, I'm right wing or i'm left yeah. wing um but it's when they kind of try and act like they're the objective voice look it's very hard <laughs> to be purely the objective voice but you can do a much better better job of than just saying look there's no objective truth so we're just going to spin everything to suit our narrative yeah. which is what they do um, so as I said, just pay attention to it, pay attention to the way that you are given your news or given your information and you'll quickly see that if you actually sit down and follow through these links and, and look at the sources, you'll find out that there's most of the time no substantiated basis for what they're positing or what they're promulgating. They're just trying to feed you their own narrative. I, I think journalists are quite honestly the most useless people like they've literally created a um a a profession that has no moral or ethical guidelines like everyone pays out lawyers but man journalists it seems like there's there's no fact checking there's no sources so we've come to expect that kind of thing you know yeah all right well we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with you guys soon see you soon you play the guitar on the And we're back after that short break. Uh, that would have been, what, maybe a 30-second break for you guys, but that was a nice little 10-minute uh, uh, interval for us to get our get our bearings. Once again, check the Trump Twitter. Make sure nothing major has happened. You never know. Everything major happened. No, actually, <laughs> nothing happened yet. 
Um, but we're going to move on to something massive that was reported on by the mainstream media in Australia. And I wanted to actually just read their reporting of it on news.com. So the headline, quote, I got the perfect score. Human Rights Commission report into sexual assault at Australian universities released. So in the first paragraph, whoop, wait, go away. In the first paragraph, we have 6.9% of students were sexually assaulted at least once in 2015 or 2016. So that looks like an absolutely terrible... It does. It, it looks real bad. And then you get into some details about this. And yes. what is actually defined as sexual harassment. And you start to see why the number is so high. Well, quick, and just why quickly, maybe it shouldn't be so high. Yeah. Before we jump to that, we'll look at the overall statement actually from the report. Yeah, sorry. Which says... So, supposedly, there are three unavoidable conclusions of this report. Okay. Sexual assault and sexual harassment are far too prevalent in university settings as they are in the broader community. Sure. I just stop that there. Sure, 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 whatever. When it says far too prevalent, sexual harassment and a sexual assault, one, is far too prevalent. You yeah, know what I mean? Is. One is, one far, is too far too prevalent. So, it kind of goes without saying. That's like kind of a redundant sentence. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. There is significant underreporting of sexual assault and sexual harassment to the university. Mm-hmm. And so, universities need to do more. So, in that opening sentence, right. in that opening kind of part of the report, they're setting it up as in, we have a rape culture, which we've seen yeah. in the US. They went down this, this path. And just like in the US... When we get down into it, which is what you were just saying, let's get into what actually is defined. What were the questions that were asked okay, that constitute so sexual assault? Because they would have been serious. Sorry, Chris. They, to get in there, they would have been serious, right? Oh. So we're talking, we're talking, um, we're talking maybe some some cornering, you know, getting some someone boring, in the corner, yeah. forcing them to touch you, maybe. Um, get it? Dr- yeah. Drugs, Dropping your pants in front of them or doing something. That. Is that going to be spiking someone's drink, yeah, that, taking advantage? So, of so them. we're definitely we're definitely working with the serious. You know, yeah. Serious. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well. All right. So, if you want to just fill me in okay, on those, what so, are those questions? So, here are all the questions on here. They are all. Um, there are some serious ones on here. You have to. I thought specif- we said all of them are serious, but let, let, let's. <laughs> you have to specify where it happened. So there's like at the university, traveling to the university, all that kind of stuff. But the actual questions. Give me what. Give me. Give me what constitutes sexual assault, please. Have you encountered? Unwelcome touching, hugging, cornering, or kissing. Have you been on a train at peak hour? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been licked. That's, That's how close people get on me. You know what I mean? They're just, just there. And then you know when your hands are down by... Yeah, just, you know when your hands are down by your side? Yeah. And someone goes past and like... No, they're down... Or you, you go past or, or they go... And you touch somewhere that yeah. you shouldn't... Yeah, touched. I get you. Yeah. I feel like that's unwelcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get if you that. Get, if you're kind of stuck up to someone and like maybe you get pushed into them by someone else, if my if my chest touches someone else's chest yeah. and they happen to be a woman yeah. and I'm not wanting to, that's kind of unwelcome and untouching. Like, Have I you mean, ever been to a party and seen someone that you didn't really want to see, didn't really want to hang hang out with him? They go to give you a hug and you have to give them uh, a hug. That's a bad like, one. I feel like that's a so bit that unwelcome. would fall into that's, our that's sexual under, assault. That's, yep, that's under so there. that goes okay. We're going to tick that one. This is sexual assault. <laughs> so yeah. So okay, but seriously, the question was what, what, what was the what was their question again? Sorry. Have you encountered unwelcome touching, hugging, cornering, or kissing? Seriously, 
that is just too vague and too broad to be put under the definition of sexual assault. Now, if we were going to maybe say that it was... I mean, kissing, yes. I I can get kissing, but then again, it's even that vague. Is this a kiss on the cheek? You know what I mean? Exactly. Is this this someone you've gone up to? Because I've gone up to people before and... This is why I don't do kisses on the cheek anymore. Yep. People kind of think I'm weird. I did it once. I went to kiss this, you know, oh, hi, there's three three girls, at, you know, meeting friends. Yep. The third, like the first two were like, oh, yeah, kiss on the cheek. And the third one, I was like, and she was like, whoa, whoa, I didn't kiss on the cheek. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I respect that. I get yeah. that. So now I just don't do it because I'm like, I don't want to get stuck in that. That was socially very awkward. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But it's like, if you're deeming it as just unwelcome kissing, I mean, well, that would have counted as that. That would have yeah, counted as sexual assault. I, Part of the statistic, man. Yeah. Man. Oh, damn. Predator. Uh, <laughs> Why? Not like the cool predator, like, you know, predator that takes down Arnie. True. Oh, look, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be one of those sexual predators that, no, that's just. Yeah. How does that count as sexual assault? I don't know. Let's move on to the next one. So this one's. This ooh, is the ooh, best ooh. one. Oh, okay. This is so really. Next one. This is This is when I get my. Look. Actually, I, I don't I don't want to turn it down because I don't want to sound like I'm making too much fun of it. But seriously, when you get into these questions, it's hard not... This detracts from the seriousness of sexual assault. Oh, absolutely. You know, serious, uh, sexual assault is a serious issue. And I agree. There are, I, th- I think, a lot of women out there who do actually have instances where they are being sexually assaulted. I and I think it is a despicable and disgusting act. By, by by a male on a female or a female on a male. Yeah. Either way, it's disgusting. But when you include these kind of questions within it, you completely undermine the seriousness of the matter. Exactly. So, let's so the next on. one is, have you encountered inappropriate staring or leering that made you feel intimidated? Every single day. Yeah. Every single day. Like, I mean, honestly. Anybody. Honestly, there are times where, like, as a guy, man, you're just walking down the street and, you know, I've been out in the, you know, back when the cross was a thing. Yeah. Um, and you see guys that, man, they stare you down. And, like, in yeah. the back of your head, you're like, man, I hope I don't have to walk down and, like, pass them down an alley. Or you never know what people are going to do. Yeah. So, would that now count as inappropriate staring or leering that made me feel intimidated? Does that now equal sexual assault? It because would. that's what they're drawing, right? Yeah, They're drawing is. that conclusion. I, 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 I don't agree with that. Yeah. Next one. Have you encountered sexual gestures, indecent exposure, or inappropriate display of the body? Fair one. Fair, but vague. Very vague. vague. Indecent vague. exposure. I get it. Inappropriate display of the body. I Does wear, that count as a dude wearing a singlet that's a little revealing look i wear old singlets to the gym yeah right my nipples just come out all the time sure i need hollywood tape you know sure there's little sure. hairy nipples that just poke out left and right <laughs> sure i'm going i don't care i'm going to the gym i'm just going to pump pump some mine just you know get out sure. the 12 and a half sure. kilo dumbbells and do some serious lifts sure. is is that now sexual you know what i mean exactly what about if you've got an obscene amount of body hair? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've, got, I've got mates that are just like, you know, crazy hairy back. I don't want them to feel bad about, you know, just wearing... If they want to, if they want to like free their hair, man. And, and, that's, and that's supposedly part of the sexual assault. In, inappropriate display of the body. That's another really vague one yeah. there. Okay, okay let's hey, move next on. Next one. Sexually suggestive comments or jokes that made you feel offended. This is another one I take a massive uh, disagreement with because yep. made you feel offended. Look, there are some That's people who so, are offended by everything. Yeah. So, so open-ended. Yeah. To what extent? 
this this is the issue we have now. It's if I feel offended, I am justified. Yeah. But it's like, why are you offended? What has been said that exactly. so causes your offense? Because mm-hmm. we can't live in a world where it's just like everyone is triggered by everything. I am just triggered. Because once again, that just removes the seriousness from real cases of sexual assault, exactly. of real cases of people actually saying something that is inappropriate, yep. that does make someone feel completely and totally unwelcome or completely and totally um, you know, not comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, do we have any more? We do. We have a few more. Why Six do we more? have more? I wish we didn't have more. Sexually explicit pictures, posters or gifts that made you feel offended. Are we... Th- is someone sending a dildo to someone in this one? I don't know. They I know could that be. I know that one of our friends got a big black dildo maybe, for one of their mates. Maybe so. someone's just like heaps old school. They don't have a phone that can send nudes, so they take a Polaroid, they take a, and send it to them. That oh, in this day and age, that would probably <laughs> be safer. Probably, probably be safer because like you have to. Oh, you just take a photo of the Polaroid, I guess. But <laughs> I look, I can get this with the sexually explicit pictures. Yeah, of course. That made you feel offended. Okay, if you're sending a dude, dude, like guys who send dick pics, I'm just going to say this now. Stop sending dick pics now. Nobody wants to see that. Your dong is so uninteresting to everyone in the world. It is a tool. It's a. It is a. You're a tool if you're sending (laughs) dick pics. Unless a girl goes, you know what? I want to see your veiny thrasher. No, don't send it. Unless it's unless. Just don't send. Just, just stop get it to now. come over and have and a look. And that's not for the sake of like. That's not for the sake of me being a white knight. It's just like it's just just don't do it, yeah. man. Like it's it just will douchey. come back to haunt you at some point. I am sure. Just do shit. And you know what girls do as well? They just send them to the group chat. Exactly. It's like you. What you think guys don't do that? <laughs> and it shouldn't uh, be done. Look, no, it I, shouldn't. It look, shouldn't be done. Look, because there should be that that kind of level of 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 trust if you're going to send something like that mm-hmm. that it's not going to be. Agreed. But it does. It does happen. It gets, it gets sent. So be smart. Don't send them. Don't send any photos. Good plan. So I, I can't. I can't. But I kind of get this one. I kind of get. This I get one. that one. Yeah. But you know, uh, posters. Yeah. Is is this like a poster? Like, what if I get like a poster for the studio where it's like, you know, I want to see these. You know. Yeah. What if your mum walks in and she's like sees the girl with the, the uh, boobies? Is that that's that's it? Your mum would just go, hey, just, just take it down, man. <laughs> you know, that's kind of. I don't yeah, feel comfortable. Agreed, agreed. Anyway, next one. Repeated or inappropriate invitations to go out on dates. Okay. Inappropriate <laughs> invitations. I want to kind of, I wanted to elaborate on this one. What counts as an inappropriate invitation? Because if this is an inappropriate invitation where someone is coming over and holding two massive dongs, like, you know, big dildos and going, hey, you look at what I've got up? to offer. Do you want to go out? That's completely That's inappropriate. inappropriate. Makes sense. What the hell is inappropriate? Yeah. All... Okay. This is a pretty easy category. If you're a good-looking guy or or a good-looking girl, every single invitation is not inappropriate. (laughs) It's appropriate. Because every chick, if a hot guy comes up to her, within reason, obviously we're talking generalities here, is going to be... They're cool with it. So this is is marginalizing ugly people. (laughs) This is marginalizing everyone that's a five and under. That's true. You know what I mean? That's very true. Because... How are they meant to find anybody if they're not allowed to ask anybody out? Yeah. Like, come on. There's got to be some parameters of... If you get asked out and they are butt ugly, or if they are someone you just... You've made it obvious that you don't want to go out with them, but they still come and ask you... There's got to be some margin of, look, cordial manner. Like, deal with it nice and go, hey, look, you know, I know that, you know, you're not, you know, you're into me... 
I'm not into you. I don't know. I'm in love with textbooks or something. You know, if you're at university, just be like, I have a thing for paper sure. yeah. with really interesting words on them. Uh, just make up. But jumping to now it's inappropriate. So that counts as sexual assault. Right. And repeated. Yeah. Like how many people have a story of, you know, the old school story. Well, I asked your mum out the first time and she was like, no way. You're an absolute knob. But I just kept asking her out because, you know, and look. Why does that make it, you know, why does that make it sexual assault? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you're kind of working towards getting in that person's good books. So it would make sense that you would ask maybe your first, second, unless it's like every day and you're sending weird love notes and that kind of stuff. It's really hard to be direct about what constitutes, you know, it's just the law is meant to be black and white. It's so vague here. Like, those counting as sexual assault, I just, it's yeah. too much. I'm going to jump to another one now because we're running out of a bit of time. So here's one that really sticks out to me as being real dumb. Um, requests or pressure for sex or other sexual acts. Not the pressure for sex or other sexual acts. Requests. Requests. That's asking you can't for, ask consent. for consent. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that would, because technically. I mean, I guess what they're trying to get at is like someone just walking by, like, "Hey, want to do want to do sex? Want sex? Yeah, you know what I mean." But really, uh, sex. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> technically, within that definition, even just saying, "Yeah, you know, you're hooking up with a chick." Hey, do you, you want to go to bed? Yeah. Oh, bing, ding, 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 ding. You're so hamstrung now that you yeah. can't. Even, how gonna, how is this statistic not a hundred percent? Yeah, because that would be a hundred percent of people. Because I mean, I I've been asked, yeah, you know, and I mean, I've asked a request, request for sex. I'm exactly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't walk up to the person not knowing them and just go, "Hey, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah." The other one that I like: intrusive questions about your private life or physical appearance that made you feel offended. Wow. Now that's another. That is broad. That <sighs> could just take into account absolutely. Anything. Yeah. That just means anyone that plays cricket, right? The weekend cricket is now a sexual assault victim mm-hmm. and a perpetrator of sexual assault because the banter that goes back and forth on, on a cricket, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would include it would. all yeah. of that. It really would. You know? Um, nah. It's just nuts to me. This study is just completely ridiculous and really just shows what is happening in society today with all these safe spaces and needing to make such soft things and broad things like this part of sexual harassment. Look, it's ridiculous. The biggest issue here is it's taking something that is unbelievably serious in the sense that if there is a rape, if there is sexual assault, I want to be the first person to back someone to come out and to actually speak about it to actually Mm -hmm. make a formal complaint that was the interesting thing about this article Mm -hmm. this talks about a woman who has supposedly been raped twice and do you know how many times she's reported it zero times so but then she's willing to hold up a sign saying that i've been raped twice if you want something to happen about it you have to take that first step no matter how hard it is it's a moral it's it's a moral responsibility to go forward because who knows who's going to like who's the next victim going to be yeah some of these guys get away with it with three or four people before someone... And yep. I know it's hard, but I want to back women who have been affected or men of that course. have been effect- affected yeah. and say, come forward because you have to because it's the only way to actually stop these things from occurring. Yeah. And 
this just completely undermines the, legit, the, the legitimacy of a proper study where this isn't a proper study. This is such a broadly created study that yep. it's just turned everything that could possibly ever be, you know, minututely considered. A, a, it's, it's a microaggression. But a microaggression is now I sexual assault. so funny about this study. It is so broad. And yet it proves there is not a rape culture on campus. You're right. 6.6%. 6. 6. 1.6% on campus. On campus. Well, there you go. So 6.9% of all university students and one6 on on university campuses, yep. right? That, with all yeah, those with broad all, lines. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much in a ballpark that covers the whole... Everything. Yeah, it did everything you could come up with. No rape culture. Yeah. And that's, this, that's exactly what they found in the US. Yep. So, I mean... What a waste of time! What a waste of time this study was because it com- cost a million dollars. It was a million dollars, yeah, and it was a completely flawed study. Yeah. So, um, as I said, as a as a final point, we are not people that are trying to undermine how um, the seriousness, yeah. the importance of it. I am all for supporting any victim, absolutely, any perceived victim. Um, but it needs to go through formal avenues yep. because those avenues are set up to ensure that people aren't lying about it. Yep. So people's lives aren't destroyed mm-hmm. on the flip side by someone making a false accusation. Yep. And you need to come forward so that you can protect other women from this occurring. And exactly. for men out there, I know that all the men I hang out with, I don't, I don't know any that secretly sit out at the back of the, like at 12 o'clock at night when everyone, all the women are going to sleep and go, yeah, you know, man, oh, oh right. People don't do no. Normal men do not do that. No, they don't. There might be, look, there might be some whacked out people, but and men guess in what? general. If I ever met one, you're not my friend. You yeah, you'd never want to hang be out around with, people so like that. I, f- I find that it's always polarized that it, it's, you know, kind of kind of this argument that it's this secret desire. No. You are you're you're screwed up if 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 that's a secret secret sexual desire yep. to hold someone against their will and do that. Nah, it, it, it's just not there. So it's men are thing. part of the, um, not part of the. the <sighs> Generally, men are not part of the problem. Yep. there are specific individuals. Of course, there are men in are, any situation. Yeah, and men are massively a part of the solution. Like yeah. I. I, I I saw that in on Sydney Uni, supposedly there was a student that got that got raped, yeah. and funnily enough, the guy who, who who did it supposedly followed her back to to the dorm, right? right? And you know who came and, and stopped it from continuing on? A man. A man came to the door, knocked on the door. This guy's opened the door, and he's gone. Oh, I'm, I'm not doing anything. And he goes, "Mate, I think it's about time you leave. Yeah. So go away." He wasn't aware of it, yeah, yeah like yeah. A, until his girlfriend was like, "Hey, something's going on," and so he goes and fixes the issue. Of course. So men are a part of the solution. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, we're going to have to take another quick break and we'll be right back with you guys very soon. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. There's no place to hide. I step inside the room. Dr. Joel, prepare for the boom. Bam! Oh, man! Ah, slam! Damn! I'll be tossing and forcing my style. is awesome. I'm causing more family. And we are... Back. Now, there are a few more things we've got to get through this week. There's been some stuff going on with Trump this week. But firstly, we're going to talk about this situation going on in Venezuela that's been going on for years, but is really starting to hit a breaking point now. It's a socialist hellhole. It is. Um, It was once touted as the beacon of socialism, of the place to look (laughs) to by many... Uh, American leftists. Politicians, um, celebrities. Bernie Sanders going on. Saying that Venezuela was, it was just the way to go. And now (laughs) we have everyone scrounging through bins. 
to look for food. Yep. We have the opposition, uh, political, the political opposition being taken away and murdered. There was there was ten confiscating firearms, confiscating all the firearms. Government imposed forced labour. Yep. Devastating shortage of necessities. There's no bread. There's no toilet paper. No sugar. So uh, the inflation is at an unbelievable. Like in the space of like two or three days, right? One US dollar bought. It was eight thousand Venezuelan monies, right? Right. And then it was eleven thousand. Wow. That's how bad the inflation is. In a day. <laughs> three days. Three, three days, days. Three days. Three days. Far so, out. You know, that's um, ridiculous. So this is something that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Longer than what people think. Think it's been actually. About five years. Five, longer than years. that. Longer than that. In really? the 1980s. In the 1990s, they had pretty much no G- GDP growth. Wow. Inflation, massive inflation problems. Um, Chavez came in, nationalized all the oil. Right. And because of a massive jump in oil prices, they were able to subsidize all their social welfare programs. Okay. So practically, they bought off the population, right? Sure. They took control of everything and they bought off the population. Now, what happens if you're relying on one export, which is 95% of your economy? What's going to happen there? So we've got good prices. We're selling our export. We can just pay for everything. And then what happens? Like any market, the price per barrel of oil slumped significantly. So now they have no money to pay for these social welfare programs. There is no industry because the government controls every single output, every single input. There are price controls on everything, mandatory Mm -hmm. price controls. Um, There's absolutely unbelievable overarching government control on everything. So there's no industry to start back up. There's nothing there for the people to work towards. Um, so without any money, without the ability to to get anything to these people, they have had to... Compl- it's, it's like a post-apocalyptic world at the moment. I don't know if you've seen any videos of these protesters going out and fighting pro-government troops, and they're just shooting them. Yeah, they are. But there's nothing better for them to do. There's nothing better for the opposition and those people who are trying to rise up to do than to be there. That's how sad it is that they have nothing else. They're going up against people that they have no weapons. They're just going up against them with rocks to get Molotov cocktail bottles to try and get them back. And this is is what happens with socialism because at every single point, it's just there's always going to be an inequality or a problem. And if you're consistently looking at people's choices and not attributing it to personal responsibility, you're saying, well, we need to fix that problem. So the government controls something, a little bit more, a little bit more, until they control everything. And then it goes down this exact path of what's occurred in Venezuela. They are so oil rich that they should be swimming in it. They should be. And it just goes to show why all these people who tout big government, who tout socialism, who tout just every single part of your life, your money, everything being controlled by a government it's it's exactly what happens when you allow that to happen yeah and and it's so funny because they distance themselves so, so quickly so sanders bernie was was saying not long ago that venezuela was the way to go and now yeah. that he's got this he goes oh well it's not really socialism but yeah it's, but it was it was exactly it was, it was everything you is. wanted it was social housing it was it was free 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 healthcare. it was free education it was everything but you can't it's not free it's coming no. from somewhere and that was coming from their oil reserves their money they were making off oil and it's so funny now they're trying to turn around and say it's a cia it's a u.s-led conspiracy yeah. you know what it actually is <laughs> opec which is the the group of countries that control the majority of the oil right. Right, gets together and they set prices, right? Yeah. Saudi Arabia has decided they want to flood the market in an attack on the US 
system. Mm. Well, not really an attack, but there's a few theories. One of the theories is they're, they're trying to push the American shale oil industry down, right? So they so that the Americans can't get a foothold because right. the Americans have a lot of shale, shale oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other theory is that they're actually in a direct price war with Iran. So they're all putting out all these barrels, right, and lowering the price. Yeah. Venezuela can't handle that. Saudi Arabia doesn't care. They're, they're, they're okay. They're in, yeah. a, in a place where, same with Russia, they're in a position where they, they can absorb that, pro, that cost amount. But Venezuela can't. But they've been kept under the thumb by the OPEC. So it's not, it's not the US that's doing this. It's no. OPEC. It's Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Russia, all massive exporters of oil. And now you've got people going, oh, well, this is just a CIA or this is a US-led conspiracy to bring down socialism. <laughs> Why would they bother? Look, Something that's always been so funny to me about people who encourage socialism, encourage big government. When you were a kid and you went shopping with your parents or whatever and you found a toy that you wanted and you go, hey, mom, can I have this? And she goes, no. And you go, oh, why? And she goes, money doesn't grow on trees. It's like people who are socialists when... Never grow up. It's it's like they went, well, fuck that. I think it does. And yes. Just, it's it, The concept of free does not exist once you're no. past about seven. <laughs> you know? It's like you want something, you go sweep the backyard. You'll yeah. get two bucks. Yeah. You know? And because you you quickly learn just things aren't free and they cannot be free. If you take something from someone, from somewhere, you're taking it from someone else. Exactly. It's all just redistribution. Someone redistribution. had to... Like in the case of oil, someone had to mine that oil and get that oil exactly. and then sell that oil. That's their time. That's yeah. their effort. That's the uh, that's the uh, that's the risk of investing. You know how much money they're investing where it could go belly up, where they're not going to get get much money, and they just don't understand it. So anyway, Venezuela socialist hellhole. If you want to see what big government does. Have a good look. And look, for all you people who keep complaining about it, live in Venezuela. Please go. <laughs> I would be happy to give you half of the country because it will take no longer than 15 years for you to knocking, be knocking on the country that the side of the country that stayed with capitalism. Right? Mm-hmm. It'd be so quick that the socialists would be just jumping overboard. That would yep. be, we'd have to put up a border and wall. And as soon as they got there, they'd want socialism again. Yep. I, I don't. Th- I don't think they learn. I don't think because there's always it's always someone else's po- fault. Yeah, someone else's I fault. Agree. But anyway, I agree. all right. Uh, as well, going on this week, there's been a lot going on with Trump. Some good, some bad. I think it's been a very good week for him. All in all, it's been a weird week. I, I, weird I can't week. attribute it to being a good week because he does. He is starting to. If he doesn't fix this up quickly, I'm. I, I'm. I am. I was trying to say this to someone. I'm erring on the side of everyone is in mass hysteria. So I'm erring on the side of let's just breathe yeah let's let's just look at it objectively as as objectively as we can and figure out what's going on the white house needs to be pulled into order It does so what's happened so let's get into the white house stuff first and let's first talk about something that leads on from what we were talking about last week where um priebus was booted and john kelly was brought in when that came out we were very surprised that it wasn't Anthony Scaramucci that got brought in the mooch now John Kelly has ousted the mooch the mooch is gone he is gone so that was a quite interesting 10 days um, that ended in a ball of flame for for Scaramucci it it did and it's so funny that you know what we get missing General John Kelly he's a general yeah he is a general so it seems that Trump likes the generals he does and I feel like with Kelly Getting rid of the mooch, I think he is really coming in to try and 
put this place in order. I Look, if he can, if he can figure this, if he if he can get this at least the White House in order, it's going to go yeah. a long way into legitimizing the Trump pre- presidency. Yeah, but it is. as you said, he's still doing a lot of great stuff. So what were the numbers that we were saying before? Even with this supposed discord that's going on in the White House, with this instability that is within the administration, and it's it's annoying me. It's frustrating to see because I want the president. Even when I disliked Obama, I wanted him to do good. I don't want him of to course. fail. I want that's, him to- that's something that's very different between the right and the left. The left really want to see Trump fail without realizing that Trump failing means that the country is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And that was the thing. It's like, I want Obama to do, to do good things. Of I don't course. think he did do good no, things. No, he didn't do anything. Well, you know, the one thing that he did do, which was Obamacare, was awful. Yes. So, but... Trump's had how many with it, with the economy? We had three point six percent growth. Yeah, uh, two point six. Sorry, two point six. Let's not get ahead of right, ourselves. Right, right. And the economy has added two hundred and nine thousand jobs in July. That is to me like why aren't we talking about two hundred nine thousand jobs? I have no idea. Not only that, but three hundred forty nine thousand people entered the workforce. That is, it's excellent. It's showing that the amount of confidence that the businesses business has in investing in America has yeah. skyrocketed. It shocks me that nobody has come out and started to talk about this, especially considering the total number of employed Americans at the moment is at a record high and unemployment has dropped to 4.3%. It's ridiculous that that's not a massive story. You go on mm. places like CNN or you know MSNBC any of those kind of places, and you have to dig and dig to find anything mm. like this. Mm. I, you know what? I, I am kind of saying things. It, it's funny. I am starting to see sites are cottoning on to the fact that they they can't just keep doing this. They can't just keep being so biased. Yeah. So I think it's interesting to see that we're starting to see just a little bit of objective based journalism creep back in. Yeah. And I think we've got a lot of the alternative media to thank for that because it's Definitely. keeping them it's keeping them honest. Where they didn't have it before. The next thing is they're gonna try and control the internet because, because that's the only thing they couldn't control. You look at it now and podcasting has become such a big thing that their audiences are so much bigger than any network news yeah. show on the planet. When you've got a million subscribers and those people are actually watching your content daily or weekly, yeah. that's a big coverage, man. Mm-hmm. That is a big coverage. Yeah. And Honestly, I think that the next step is going to be that they're going to try and corner out like we saw on YouTube and, and, and Facebook, but I think it's going to go even further and even worse. Yep. They're going to try and allow governments the ability to corner the internet. We're seeing that in Germany at the moment yeah. where you've got people that are posting things that supposedly the government doesn't agree with right? and they're actually being hunted down. Wow. They're being made to answer for, for, for putting out their own viewpoint. Wow. You know, so things that we're saying on this, right. maybe in Germany... We would get a knock on the door and we'd be brought hauled before court. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and you just don't hear about that. So, you don't. anyway, yeah. So, all in all, I think compared to some of the past few weeks with Trump, I think this one is a bit of a step up compared to you know being good. It's probably not that, but compared to what it's been, what's been going on the last few weeks, the drama that's been going on, I think. This week has been a bit of a step in the right direction. Definitely, um, definitely. And so let's hope it keeps going that way. I f- really do feel like John Kelly will start to do something good. Um, there is the fear that because John Kelly is getting credit for, you know, getting rid of the mooch and starting to take yeah. the control, that Trump could get pretty jealous of this and start, you know, doing what he did to Priebus. But let's hope that doesn't happen. 
And that's all we've got for you guys this week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching on YouTube. It's been a blast. If you have any questions, hit us up at uh, notapodcastweekly at gmail.com. All the references and just everything that we've been talking about, if you need to go through and read more about it, all the links are down in the description box along with all of our social medias. Um, Thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.